Matt, I start every discussion off with understanding your personal franchise story because none of us, 1% of us, ever thought we would end up in this seat and be in franchise. And I think that's true for mm -hmm. most most franchisees too. It's not like we woke up one day uh, when we were young and said we were going to be in franchising. So with that being said, tell me your franchise story. How did you even fall into franchising? Yeah, so uh, kind of unique for me. Uh, I actually just mentioned to someone just a couple of days ago that I could never imagine 10 years ago that I would be in a home inspection franchise. Uh, that said, this is actually my, my family's company. I married into it. So my father-in-law started home team just a little over 30 years ago. Uh, you know, I was, I was in the military. I thought I had my, my life figured out and had we had kids and realized we wanted to go home and raise them and, and, uh, you know, ended up having a great career in, um, or 10 years in marketing and advertising, printing, uh, and then realized honestly, kind of the same thing that people do for us when they decide to buy a franchise the best place that I can spend my working hours is a place that builds equity and value for my family. And so, you know, regardless of pay, you know, that's why I'm here. You know, the, the value I get to bring to franchise owners, but also knowing someday, you know, 10, 20 years from now, uh, what I'm building here, what we're building here uh, benefits my children, benefits my family. So never would have thought that I'd be here. Uh, very trade oriented guy. So all that kind of stuff makes sense. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, everything we're doing here, I'm, I'm, I'm helping to build value for my kids, just like our franchise owners. On the periphery, are you interested in franchising with your family being in, in it? Or are you like, that? that's cool, that's what they do? Yeah, no, I, I am. Uh, you know, I believe ownership, I believe business ownership in general is good for people. Uh, ownership of their life, right? Kind of even goes back to my military time. You know, you're just very... You know, the, the, the discipline it takes, the independence that it takes, uh, you know, is, is difficult for some, but the reward is fantastic. And, and honestly, so if I wasn't here, I'd probably own a home team franchise or a couple other franchises. But uh, yeah, definitely, I, I enjoy this side of it, but I love the business side of things as well. And your, your role currently in the company is what? Yeah, well, I'm in charge of business development, but also national partnerships. Uh, so I just got back this week uh, from a show with Home Services of America, Berkshire Hathaway. And I'm always going to show, I'll be at Keller Williams headquarters in two weeks, you know, always going to different shows, uh, building relationships, uh, you know, trying to build that business for our, for our owners. See that, so the, there's, a, there's a few things I want to unpack uh, from that. One is, it's interesting, you're out there hustling. And I think one of the biggest disconnects between a great franchisee and a good franchisee is the hustle component. Mm -hmm. I, and mm -hmm. I'll hear it. I've talked with franchise owners who are struggling. Uh, and I say, all right, well, wh what did you do yesterday to make the business better? And they're like, what, what do you mean? And so what you just said is I, I'm going out there and hustling on behalf of the organization. Now, from a why you, why now? And why, why would someone even look at home team? That's an asset. You're an asset that they get that you're out there building these relationships so that agents or brokerages say before you buy that house or before you even list your house for sale, this is why you use our services. But it's such an asset, but it ends up being missed. Along yeah. the way of you doing this, are you recording this in any way? Are franchisees curious about you being out there? They're like, ah, oh, no, Matt, Matt's got this. Yeah, yeah. So actually, one of the things we try to do, well, some of it is recorded, right? Great example, this Home Services of America event we were just at. Uh, you know, we partner with them. 
Uh, I can't use the word partner because we're obviously not connected. They don't own us. We're an affiliate. But, uh, you know, from a loose perspective there, we partner well. And, uh, you know, they allowed us to do introductory videos for some of their speakers, uh, really kind of have a great role within that. And so we're recording it. We're putting on social media. We're letting our, our owners have that content so that then they can push it uh, to their owner or to their local real estate agents uh, for that value. Right. But then another example, uh, you know, two weeks ago or two weeks from now, like we were talking about being at the uh, Keller Williams mega agent camp in Austin, Texas, uh, we're actually inviting franchise owners to be there. Really, we, we put that word out to anybody that wants to come. Uh, you know, we take all the cost. We sponsor everything. We do, uh, you know, everything except, you know, they just need to get there. And so we'll even get their badge, right? So there's opportunities even within those events where just because it's the corporate office that's out there pushing the name, you know, we want them there. We want them to be a part of that. But then they also can use the content, you know, when they're not there to their benefit as well. So. Yeah, and, and and I hope that franchisees look at you and your philosophy on hustle and say, okay, how can I just push myself a little bit further? The other thing that I'm curious about, often many franchisors talk about the benefit of recruiting someone that's in the military because mm-hmm. they find structure or they can follow follow structure. And I've thought a lot about this recently. I don't think it's just that. It's that you follow structure in a time when other human beings don't like you mm. doing the military at 18. I don't know how old you are, but yep, that's 18. tough, to, right? So it's tough yeah. to be thrown into structure at that age. And it's almost like that was your college training. It was more mm. so like maturity and becoming an adult and realizing that the outcomes are, are part of you and being a part of a team. But it, I don't know that it's military. I think it's, I think it might be age on just the Mm. depth of a human being on how far they've been aligned with uh, systems or or operations. Thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, you know, it's interesting, regardless of background, uh, you know, as a veteran, I hate to say this, there are some people that come out of uh, their time in the military and, and they still lack that structure, even though they lived it. You know, that that structure is good for people, but, you know, most people do come out very disciplined, very, very ready to engage. But you're right. I mean, I've seen people come out of, uh, you know, trades and HVAC, plumbing, electric that are just the same, very driven, very disciplined, very uh, geared up and ready to go, as well as degrees and multiple degrees, really. Uh, You know, we've got one franchise owner that even even as he's owning his own business continues to pursue multiple master's degrees, you know, so some people, I think it is an age thing. Like you're saying, they just get to the point where they have that maturity, they have that life experience and uh, they realize what's important. I've said, I've said this often that the, the difference between a good franchisor and one that might not be as strong also comes down to the instruction or leadership that you're willing to give a franchisee. Because ultimately mm-hmm. when you join the military, if on day one, they're like, all right, Matt, go figure it out. Yeah. Be like, where do I go? But it's because right. of the structure that's around you. And so, th- I mean, this relates to even even as simple as franchisees spending money on marketing. If you if you go up to a franchise owner and say, "Go spend to build your brand," they're like, eh, "I don't think so." Yeah. Or spend on what? Right. Right. But if we, as a franchise system, can come out and say, "Here's where you spend. Here's your expectation that should come out of this." Here's how you adjust it. Here's how you evaluate. And here's how you pour more gasoline on the fire. All of a sudden, a franchise is going to say, 
all right, I'm, I'm willing to try that because you've perfected the model. I think a lot of franchises yeah. are still over that. So even on the, on the military front, and again, if you take, take the operational side of how the military works, applying that for a franchisor has deep benefit as well. And if the franchisor doesn't have that, they can say, I want to go recruit military veterans all day long, but it won't work because their structure is not sound. You nailed it. Yeah. yeah and that's something that, uh, you know, for us, I mean, we've been franchising for over 30 years, right? So we've learned some of those lessons the hard way, uh, you know, but you're absolutely right that that intentional, not only leadership, but education on how to be a leader, even within your own organization locally, uh, really helps that owner kind of take what you're giving them as, uh, as good feedback, good critique and, and thrive. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree on that. So crossover into the business. And what I find fascinating about home team, like even if I look at our relationship, because we've, we've worked together with you guys for quite some time, mm -hmm. er, early, early on, the, fir the first go around is very much like build awareness, get us deals on the franchisee standpoint. And then it has shifted to saying build relationships, the, the deals will come. And so I can mm -hmm. see this mindset shift over time where if you can build up the relationship with the Berkshires or the, the compasses that they are the lead flow, then the franchisees aren't overly hard to sell because all they're doing is facilitating very similar to, um, to, to say, take, take a compass compass gets agents in because they believe that compass can go build the awareness, build the networking, have the, the backend support and help me on lead generation and help me facilitate the deal when it comes through. So it's almost like you guys took a playbook out of the real estate brokerage side and now cross applying it back into franchising. Can you take, take that insight and then obviously tell us a little bit about the business too. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly kind of what we did is, is we've, we've realized over the years, uh, especially with these relationships with Keller Williams and Berkshire Hathaway specifically, you know, Keller Williams, uh, you know, they're, they're both unique, right? And they're both uh, very powerful brands, if not uh, you know, the two most powerful in the world. Keller Williams is a training organization. They're absolutely a training organization. So even just recently, uh, you know, our director of marketing and myself went through their new owner orientation, just as if we were starting a franchise to, to better understand what they're teaching. Everything on day one is leadership. It's what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? And, and this is what we're teaching our owners now is that if you don't understand why you get up out of bed every day to do what you're doing, you're not going to be able to convey that to these real estate agents. And, and they're not going to be able to connect with you and have a relationship and build trust. And so, yeah, we've moved everything kind of in that direction to try to create from day one a good understanding of why am I here? Why do I do what, we, what I do? And then how do I go build that business? And so that corporate effort that we're putting in is also paying off on the local level because they do have that introduction, but you still have to go build trust. I can't walk through that door, shake that hand and be you for you. Are you interacting with candidates too? Or at what point in the discovery process is Matt being introduced to them? Yeah. What I mentioned earlier, it's a family business, right? So my wife actually uh, does our franchise development now. She's she's having a conversation with every single person as they come through. Uh, I get engaged more on the business development side. You know, when I was recently out of town, I had a call uh, early in the morning Pacific time with someone that really wanted to have a deeper understanding of 
of tax codes and business setup and LLCs and corporations. And, you know, so I get a lot more involved on the specific development side, whether it's relationships with national brands or setting up your business. Uh, but both of us are very involved with that entire process. And, you know, we make sure the candidates know it's an approval process both ways. We want to make sure you're right for us, but you want to make sure that you're, that we're right for you. So. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say I, just just in our brief conversation, I think you turn into such an asset because of you offsetting some of the issues that a franchisee will have national relationships. They got to hyper focus in on their local market. And here you're on the you're on a bigger scale saying, let's let's get the national partnerships, which will trickle down to the local side. I think that's an asset. Um, secondly, your your backdrop on who you are as a human and how you have mm-hmm. fallen into franchising, which ultimately family is is a part of that when we start talking with franchisees uh two years ago we started profiling all these franchisees and creating an aggregate of all their data like what was their buying process like we said why are you doing this and not one human being said anything other than family now they might say i want to build wealth but it always connected back to something for their family and so you're you're living the business just the Mm -hmm. way that you would want a franchisee uh to live it and i think therefore if a human being falls into this video, they're going to see that there's something bigger than you're probably positioning as a company here. Um, and then it also relates back to how you're positioning the business opportunity, which is team first. Like you're talking yeah. about the depth of the team or the culture. And I think, I think it's all there, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee you guys have had growth challenges uh, in the, you know, in the recent uh, past. Um, but I do think, meeting you as a part of that process could elevate up some of the value of what the discovery should be like. Yeah, absolutely. So, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was thinking, uh, you know, really that, that core being the family, that foundation, you know, everybody has to have their why. Right. And, 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 and your driving force can be money, but it's who are you building it for? Who are you building that wealth and equity for? And uh, really, at the end of the day, if you have that why, it's you're, you're going to be able to build a, what we call here a strong, stable, thriving family, whether that's your business and your employees or your genuine family at home. Uh, you know, that's that's what our drive is every single day. Love it. All right. So someone that's a ghost out there, they're watching. They happen upon this video and they're like, OK, mm-hmm. what is this business? Why should I look at this? Talk to them. Talk, you're talking right right into the ghost. They're not giving you their name yet, but give them a reason why why you why now. Yeah, you from a franchising perspective, you're sure. saying, or or yeah. from a partnership standpoint, because it could go either way. Yeah, well, it, and I think actually they're probably closely aligned. So you know, at the end of the day, uh, in the home inspection space, we're the only privately held company left. That's why you get this family feel, this drive to build those stable, thriving families. Uh, you know, it's not about a dollar amount here at the home office either. We're stable, we're thriving. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, we realize that in a market, uh, good or bad, economy-wise, real estate is always moving. It's constantly appreciating. And home inspection specifically, you know, it's one of the highest dollars per hour that you'll see really in any industry. We rival doctors and lawyers for how much we charge for what we do. And so when you do it efficiently, uh, as we do, you use a team on every inspection, you're doing multiple inspections every single day. You're not only providing a great financial opportunity for your family and for anybody that partners with us, you're actually creating and building that better service, better process 
for the real estate agent who wants to continue to come back every single time because they're not having to wait seven to 10 days. They're going to get there in 48 hours or less to get the job done. And so for us, realizing on a, on a base level that we can optimize and make more efficient one of the highest ROIs per hour that you'll ever find, and also at the same time take the best possible care of clients and their real estate agents in what is that client's biggest purchase of their life, most likely. It's very rewarding morally, uh, but then we also be able to build that financial stability uh, with that great ROI. So our partners love it, uh, our franchisees love it, and, and you're right, growth is not necessarily an issue that we run into for that reason. I wanted to end with that, but I want to shift to one more question. Sure. What, what, what's your What's your dream? Where do you want to go in your life? Um, well, you know, it's interesting. I, I had dreams, I had plans, uh, that were completely opposite of, of being involved, like I said, here at home team and, uh, what it was very similar to what we go through with any of our franchise owners was I had a sit down conversation at Starbucks with my father-in-law and he said, you know, um, I love carpentry. It's what I love to do. I love to sit there and, and build the most beautiful furniture. But when I sit back and I look at the landscape of my day, where can I get the best ROI for my time, for my family? It's not in that. It's in building business, which I happen to be very good at. So I feel like I'm actually kind of the same way. That was very eye-opening for me. Uh, I don't see myself ever leaving this place. You know, I know our family's committed. We're never going to sell it, uh, even though we often get phone calls. You know, so, so my dream here really is to build this, uh, and it's actually partially in our, our mission statement, to be the national dominant leader in quality home inspections. You know, I want people similar to a Terminex or an Orkin where you just know their name, you know who they are. I want to be here all the way until the point that I can hand off to my children this great organization that's a household name that's building build, building value on the local level for more families. I love that. You're, you're the second one that has said that in a row. On Friday, I talked mm -hmm. with um, a guy that is the founder of a company called Signal. They're a security company. I said, all right, private equity has come come at you. What do you do? He goes, I'm on a mission. I, I want to make this so that everybody in the world picks us for security. And yeah. it made me think for a second, because you know, a lot a lot of founders, and you're you're in essence playing a founder seat. It's just a it's an evolution, it's a next generation of of who is the the visionary behind behind the business. And yes, you can look at how much cash you can pull out of a company over and over again, but you also try to find something that you're passionate about because as, as long as we have life left, why, why not right. do something that you enjoy? And if, Absolutely. if the jigsaw puzzle still requires some work, put it in there. And I, I think that's cool. Now, I think over time, those things change. Like ultimately, you and I will exit our businesses, whether we like it or not. That's um, right. But at that point, it depends on where, where things things are from a family standpoint. And I think it's a it's a great philosophy to say, no interest in selling. We love what we're doing. We like the jigsaw puzzle. We can see the growth continuing. Um, mm -hmm. And so it turns more into the sport of business than the financial side of business. And it, it is cool yeah. to hear you going through that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about uh, at some point we're all going to exit. You know, it's one of these things that we tell all of our franchise owners, we've actually got a new training class this week of owners that are getting ready to start up. And I just came out of that room, you know, explaining to them at some point, you're going to be done with this. Whatever that point is, you know, what is your exit strategy? 
figure it out on the front end, work towards a goal, be driven. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, they don't think about that up front, but having that realization that, you know, if our family or if you were to exit your business, if it doesn't operate without Nick, it's not as valuable. But if you can build it to the point where if Nick goes on vacation for a week and it still does what it's supposed to do, you get ultimate value out of that business, okay. whether it's for your kids or someone you're selling it to. And we, th we love that. I love it. Matt, it's been an honor getting to know you. Obviously, thank you. Thank you for your service. I think that's uh, that goes oh, without saying. Um, but I look forward to learning more about you and getting to know you more. This is great. And I think, again, for anybody that could passively watch something like this on the web, the idea here is to give them a chance to see the culture or the personalities behind the business. And I think you did a great job at that. So for Matt, I'm Nick. This is another episode of Meet the Zor. Take care, everybody.